Looking forward to chatting with our next guest. So glad that producer Jasmine discovered this story and got award-winning author. She's actually from Libertyville, Illinois, Gail Lukasik. Um, she's going to be talking about her book, White Like Her, My Family's Story of Race and Racial Passing. And just to give you a little bit of background, so that way we can start right on into the conversation with Gail, is that um, imagine as an adult trying to find out more about your family history. And of course, a lot of us are doing those genealogy uh, kits and and learning more about our family's histories and thinking one thing and then realizing as you research that you find out that your mother has been passing for white as in Caucasian and had been hiding her racial secret from your white Caucasian father and Gail went on this journey and it was a secret that her mother kept for a long time and then required Gail to actually keep for a certain amount of time as well but uh, Gail is with us now and who better to tell us her story than she hi Gail how are you I am great. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, we're thrilled to have you. It's a fascinating story, and I think this narrative is especially relevant right now during these times, and uh, it's an interesting take. And also, add in the family dynamics, too. I mean, boy, my goodness, what a read. Well, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, it is particularly relevant right now. Um, Now, you were an author even before you wrote this book, correct? Right. Uh, I have written a series of mysteries. I have the Lee Gerard mystery series, and I have a standalone mystery called The Lost Artist. And actually, I started my writing career as a poet, and then I switched to mysteries. Wow, my goodness, how accomplished you are. So tell us, take us back. When did you decide to start researching more in depth into your mom's history? And what, what made you what piqued your interest about it? Well, it was actually 1995, and when I started this search, it was before um, Ancestry.com. It was before, actually, the Internet was available to everyone. So um, I had to go to a family history center near my house, which uh, I went to Buffalo Groves Family History Center. And I was, at that point in my life, I had already um, completed my Ph.D. I was between teaching jobs. And I thought, you know, this is the perfect time to go find out more about my maternal grandfather, Azima Frederick. He's from New Orleans. Because my mother, whenever I would ask her about him, she would say something like, well, you know, I really didn't know him very well because my parents were divorced when I was six. And, uh, you know, and and she had no pictures of him, Mm -hmm. which I thought was odd. Um, didn't know what he did for a living, didn't know when he was born, didn't even know when he died. So I thought, well, you know, I'm going to go find out about this man. And that's that's what inspired me. What was her reaction when she was discovering that you were kind of digging around in your in her history? Well, I didn't tell her at first. I made the first discovery at the History Center. I found the 1900 Louisiana census records, and I found my grandfather. He was two at the time, and he was living in a household with other Fredericks. And I I noticed something curious after each of their names was the letter B. And when I went up to the head of that column, um, it said race. Mm -hmm. So that was a shock. I had no idea. Uh, But being a researcher, after I left the History Center, I thought, well, you know, 
they make mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I should back up. Before I left, I did look at the 1930 census, and on that census records, they were listed as white. Mm-hmm. So, so I was very confused. So when I got home, I decided I was going to write the state of Louisiana for my mother's birth certificate. And what I did is I told them that I was my mother and I had lost my birth certificate. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, you know, I'd try that. And it worked. So when I did get her birth certificate on it, in parentheses, were uh, three letters, C-O-L, which was colored. Mm -hmm. And then I sent another letter and asked the state to explain that to me. And, yes, it was a person of color, uh, majority of times of African descent. And to give a little bit of background, you were raised in an all-white, working-class suburb of Cleveland, and you, you thought your parents were always German and Bohemian and... and French. My mother said she was French. Mm-hmm. Yeah, French and Scottish, absolutely. So this was a, this was a big surprise. Uh, when I did end up confronting her, um, I wanted her to come to where I lived in, you know, she lived in Ohio, I live in Illinois, I wanted uh, her to be uh, with me when I asked her this, because I didn't want to do it over the phone, I thought this was something you don't do over the phone. So when I did confront her, um, and I told her about the birth certificate, at first she denied it, and she told me, I don't know what birth certificate you have, but mine says I'm white. And I says, well, you know what, Mom? I have a lot of information here. Why don't you let me go get it, and I'll show it to you. Mm-hmm. Well, when I said that, she got very quiet, and that's when she said, um, you can never tell anyone until after I die. Oh, my goodness. She said, promise me. How did this affect your relationship with your mother? I'm assuming that you were close with her. Very close. Well, you know, when she first told me this, uh, her, her attitude was really shocking to me because my mother raised me to be very uh, accepting of all people. It mm-hmm. didn't matter race, ethnicity. So I thought it was very strange, and I tried to talk her out of it, but she was not having that. So I had to make that promise, and um, my mother lived till 92, so I kept that promise for 17 years. And uh, during that long period of time, I did try to get her to talk about it. And every time I did, she would change the subject. She was going to take that secret to the grave. We can guess at her motivations, but do you mind um, elaborating on, on what you felt her motivations were? You're right. I can only guess. Um, I think she was fearful um, that my father's family would find out. Um, they may reject her. I mean, I really wasn't sure about that, but I think that was her fear, that she would be found out and that um, that would not be good. And for her, life was, uh, I'm assuming, at that time period, leaving Jim Crow areas of the country right. and then being able to have more opportunities, not only for herself, but also for her children, too. Yes, I think that was a big motivator for her. And uh, she met my father um, during World War II. He was um, stationed for a time period in Mississippi. So that's where they met. And uh, so she came north and married him in Ohio. And that's when she started passing. When you first made the discovery on her birth certificates, and then you had it verified as well, uh, was your father alive at that time? Um, Well, 
my initial discovery, he was alive in 1995. Then he became very ill, um, and he had a long protracted illness. And so he died uh, two years later. And so I didn't feel that was the right time to talk to her about this. Mm-hmm. It was very difficult for the family. So I waited till after he passed. So your father never knew. And did you have siblings that knew? Um, I have a brother. Um, we're estranged, but um, I'm assuming he knows. Mm-hmm. I, I've been everywhere talking about the book. <laughs> I mean, I've been back to Ohio oh. several times. So, <laughs> Well, I, I'm sorry to hear that you're estranged, but uh, it's incredible that you've been able to uncover this history. And I can only imagine how your mother must have felt to feel as though, you know, the man that she'd built a life with and had children with and, uh, you know, went to bed with every night would potentially reject her if he found out about her mixed race. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure about that. That might be in her mind, mm-hmm. what she thought. And she, you know, at this point, she had been passing for years. Um, so maybe in her mind, she was totally white. Now, she was mixed race. Mm-hmm. and But if you see pictures of her, um, she, that's why she could pass. She looks visibly white. So um, maybe it was just how she wanted to live her life. I'm, you know, I'm not sure. Because she wouldn't talk to me about it, mm-hmm. I could never totally understand it. I mean, she had very quirky habits <laughs> that later, I, you know, when I was a child, I didn't understand. But once I under- knew what her true identity was, I did understand. I mean, she never went in the sun. And if she did, she had a big hat and gloves and... Um, she always wore makeup. She even wore makeup, a light foundation to bed at night. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just had these quirky habits um, that I think were fear-based. We're uh, speaking with award-winning author from Libertyville, Illinois, Gail Lukasik. And her book is entitled White Like Her. And the her in this book is Gail's mother, My Family Story of Race and race, Racial Passing. And we're going to talk more with Gail coming up about what other ramifications, what other family members she discovered after doing her research and in writing her book. And I believe also your book has now been optioned for a TV series, if I'm not mistaken. You're right. Okay, we'll talk all about that with Gail Lukasik from Libertyville, Illinois. All that coming up. And if you have a question for her, too, it's 312-981-7200. White Like Her, My Family's Story of Race and Racial Passing. We have, uh, we're going to continue our conversation with award-winning author from Libertyville, Illinois, Gail Lukasik. Gail, this is a fascinating book. And by the way, uh, Jasmine really was intrigued by this story. So, Producer Jasmine, if you have a question, be sure to let us know there, because um, <laughs> I'm sure Gail would love to answer it. But basically, it's the book is a personal exploration about your mother's decision to hide her African-American heritage and pass for white. And it wasn't something you discovered until you were became an adult. And then you had to, you know, promise her that you would keep it a secret until after her death. Um, you know, I'm just curious, you ended up doing so much research. Did you end up discovering new family members throughout this? I did, um, and it came about in a very um, serendipitous way. Um, my mother passed, uh, she died in April 2014, and two months almost to the day, I had an opportunity to find out the truth of my mother's heritage, 
and that was through PBS's Genealogy Roadshow. They were looking for family stories related mm-hmm. to New Orleans. So I did apply for the show, and I was on the show. And um, one of the revelations that Kenyatta Berry, who was the genealogist at the time, made was that my grandfather, I knew he had remarried, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that he had five additional children. And so that was a shock to me. And I said at the end of the show that I would love to find these people, my people, my mm-hmm. family. Right. Well, um, three days later, I get an email from a woman <laughs> <laughs> who says her name is Stephanie Frederick. Um, you know, my heart is beating as I'm reading this email. And she said, my father is Ozima Frederick Jr., who is your mother's half-brother. Uh, I'm your cousin, and uh, we want to welcome you to our family. I read that email, and I sobbed. Um, at that point in my life, my parents were gone. Mm-hmm. All my aunts and uncles I ever knew were gone. Uh, and suddenly I have an uncle. Were, yeah. <laughs> were they just as surprised as you were? They didn't know I existed. There had been a, a big fracture in the family um, because my grandfather had died very young, so they were very young children when he died, so they weren't aware that he had a first family. Mm-hmm. So that's why we didn't know about each other. And I imagine that you're very close now. And how interesting, too, that this cousin that reached out to you, she has a, a media background, and, and of course you had been a poet and an author, and similarities there. Very much so, yes. Stephanie has her own film production company, FGW Productions in Los Angeles, and initially she said she knew I was going to come to New Orleans and we were going to have a family reunion. She she wanted to know if she could film the whole thing, which she did, too. She's a documentarian. But um, as of late, um, after the book came out and it was so successful, she decided she was going to option the book, and she did, and she's optioned it for a TV dramatic series. So that's where we're at right now, and hopefully this will be moving ahead soon. Gail, what would your mother think about this? <laughs> your mother didn't want anyone to know, and now to think about it, she is going to be her story, which is beautiful in ways and, and tragic in ways because I think she sacrificed a lot and it had to have been lonely but I think she also did it because she wanted to give herself and her children the best life possible at that she time did. period, right? Yeah. Uh, what do you think she would think? You know, I, I thought about that and um, of course she didn't want that revealed when she was living but I think right now she's looking down and thinking this is great. I'm going to be. In a, I'm going to be in a TV series. <laughs> My mother had a very dramatic flair to her, so I think well, she would like that part. <laughs> my goodness, I recommend that everybody purchase your book and read your book or check it out from the library because um and also google your story because then they can see the photos of your mother. And my goodness, she does look like a, a movie star. She she yes, yeah, she was a very beautiful woman. She really was. So I do think she would be pleased. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all her fault because she sent me to all these schools, the drama school and all this. <laughs> she wanted me to do these things. So it's all her fault. <laughs> and, and, you know, of course, um, you know, this was relevant to have you because 
this is a very interesting narrative and personal history that you have about race and, of course, mixed race. And um, and it was interesting, too, that your cousin also did a documentary on lighter being lighter-skinned African-American. She did, and that aired the same week as the Genealogy Roadshow I was on. Oh, how bizarre. I mean, we talk about that sometimes, how weird that was. It was like it was meant to be. Just the coincidences there are just yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, but what, in terms of what, it, as as things unfold across the nation, I mean, not only here, but of course, protests are happening all around the world. What have, what have you been thinking, or do you have any um, thoughts you'd like to share about what's happening in America in terms of the George Floyd fallout and the civil um, social justice movement? Yeah, um, I do have thoughts, and I've been thinking of it, um, because in terms of what I do, I, I whenever I'm asked to talk about my mother's story, I'm out there start telling the story of racism. And uh, most of the time, not all the time, my audiences are white. And I, I want to just share with you an encounter that happened a few years ago with a white audience. After I told my mother's story, I had a woman come up to me, Afterwards, and she said, I have to tell you something personal. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, I used to work with an African-American man, and he was an affirmative action hire, and I resented him every day I worked with him. And she said, after I heard your mother's story, I want to tell you that I am so ashamed of myself, and I will never do that again. And I thought later... Because she listened, she listened to this story, she heard it, she felt that she had license to tell me her story. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have to do. We have to listen to each other, because from listening comes understanding, and from understanding comes change and action. So I, I feel very privileged to be able to tell my mother's story to others. Well, I really do. We feel privileged to be able to read it, eventually soon to watch it once the television series comes out, and privileged that you shared your mother's story with us. And um, my goodness, Gail, you still have a lot of that poet left in you. Um, <laughs> so thanks so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Well, it was wonderful. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. That was uh, Gail Lukasik, L-U-K-A-S-I-K. She is from Libertyville, Illinois, and she's an award-winning author. The book she was talking about was about her mother, and it's entitled White Like Her, My Family Story of Race and Racial Passing.